0: Welcome back to the Hooligan hangout, hey, you guys. You're our Mom's favorite place to be. Where are your hosts? I'm Anthony, Edward, my PP Small, and Noah.
1: Green aliens are still in fashion, right?
0: <laughs> All right. If you guys tuned into our last episode, you remember our first game, spam mail. So we each picked out an article. We don't know if it's real or fake, and we're both basically just going to read it out to the other guys, and they're going to vote to see if they think it's spam mail or not.
1: Noah, you want to go first? Oh ah, yes for the boys all right so i got this article earlier in the week i saw it from an advertisement and pretty i was just like what in the world so i decided to share it with y'all all right so Thanks. okay all right college, college students charged with feeding foot skin to unsuspecting roommate
0: what What? No No. way. No way. (laughs) That is
1: fan mail all the way. From that title alone, what do y'all think? No way.
2: You know what? This sounds about right to me.
1: I mean, if this was Florida, then maybe. Alright, I'm gonna read you the quote-unquote real or fake scenario that happened. Alright, so apparently three college girls started to remove loose skin from the bottom of their foot, and for honestly it sounds like no reason from what i was reading it they, they are facing criminal charges but um they they collected their skin they put the foot dust in a cheese grater <laughs> and they fed it to their fourth roommate they shredded it on top of cheese and they let the poor girl consume the cheese and she had no idea she was eating the shavings <laughs> it was they said it was basically a prank but I honestly don't believe it for a second. They were pretty much um, suspended, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, it, it is college, spelled, so but...
0: anything can happen. It is college.
2: <laughs> we're gonna go with that uh, real. They got criminal charges stay
0: though.
1: Spam mail. This is a real article.
2: Oh, oh my, my god, these psychopaths.
1: April twenty fourth, twenty twenty.
2: It's better than Burger King foot lettuce, I guess.
1: Honestly, I, I first uh, when I saw it, I honestly believed it because I've seen worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Anthony, do you want to go? Or do you want me to go?
0: I, I can go. Okay. All right. So Wait. I'm not gonna read the title of mine. I'm just gonna gonna give the summary that I wrote out.
2: Instant fake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, a woman in Austin, Texas was awarded $80,000 after she broke her ankle after tripping over a toddler who was running inside a furniture store that she was shopping in.
1: All right. Dang, Life Alert, life alert really do be filling up with <laughs> stimulus checks.
0: <laughs> the crazy part is the store owners were extremely surprised by the verdict because the toddler running in the store the running was her son. Store? Was her own son. Yep. That's
2: fake. That sounds so That's fake. That's fake. That's sus.
1: That sounds too like, how? Like no, that woman is so dumb. How? No,
0: that's fake. I have no idea how she got away with it, but this is completely real.
2: I want the court files. That's I want the court case. I read yeah, that.
0: I, I, <laughs> I will send them to you. But yeah, it's crazy. All right, guys, I'm flashing <laughs> it on screen right now. Blah 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 blah. You're up. All right, Edward. All right.
2: Waiter, there's a fly in my waffle. Belgian researchers try out insect butter.
1: I believe that. I've yeah, seen. I believe in that. <laughs> I've seen some pretty sus waffle syrup.
2: <laughs> Scientists at Ghent University in Belgium are experimenting with larva fat to replace butter in waffles, cakes, and cookies, saying using grease from insects is more sustainable than dairy produce.
1: Where Where is it from? Where does it originate from? What do you mean? Like what country?
2: Be- Belgium.
1: Oh, Belgium. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: I didn't hear you say Belgium. I said Belgian researchers try out insect butter.
0: <laughs> I didn't do that.
1: Nah, I, I believe that. i say it's mm. not spam mail. You know, Bel- Belgians do love their waffles, so I'm going to say it's pretty real.
2: It is, in fact, real.
1: Oh, Lord. Mm. Dude, imagine. <laughs> Belgians. All right, we got waffles. Now, how do we make it better? <laughs> Does that mean I, I win? Can. Because
0: I pulled you both. All Why, right. Here.
1: Podcast over. I win. <laughs> did you actually win, though? Yes.
2: Congratulations, and gentlemen. We got them.
1: You heard the <laughs> foot skin story, so did you really win? <laughs> That's uh, a
2: good you We're all losers here. here.
1: All right. You know what time it is, in case you're wondering. It's news time. All right. So we got a. Oh boy, we got a bunch of news for the week of April twenty-seventh, twenty twenty. So I'm gonna go gradual. I'm not gonna to get to the major news just yet. We're gonna keep it nice and tender going right going okay. right up say say that again. Please oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so first oh, off, um <laughs> Mr. Kool-Aid man is in the chat. <laughs> All right, we got The Ice Beneath Her. Um, it's going to be a new movie. Daisy Ridley is set to star in this movie. It is an adaptation of the novel titled The Ice Beneath Her by Camilla Grab. Uh Ridley's role is not yet confirmed, but it has a pretty um, interesting synopsis. So, an unidentified woman lies beheaded in a posh suburban home, a brutal crime made all the more disturbing by its uncanny resemblance to an unsolved killing 10 years earlier. But this time there's a suspect, the charismatic and controversial chain store CEO Jesper Orr, who owns the home but is nowhere to be found. So it does sound like a very mysterious thriller movie, which I do. I am pretty interested in. I do like Daisy Ridley and what she acts in, besides Star Wars. But <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I'm like excited for it. But it was it was news, so I was like, all right, I'll just report this too.
0: Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. I mean, I like I like her, but I haven't seen much for
1: it, so I don't know yet. I never heard the novel. I've never heard of the novel or anything. I'm just. Okay. Yep, yeah, she's a big star. She's going to be in it, so we'll see. And then, all right, up next we got um, Did y'all ever read Mad Comics? Or, like, they had a Mad TV show on Cartoon Network, too. Did you ever see those?
2: Yeah, I watched the ones on Cartoon Network. Yeah.
1: Okay, so they're actually making a Spy vs. Spy live action adaptation in, by from Warner Brothers. It, I don't know how they're going to do that. It's like it Tom and violent. Jeremy,
0: basically. Yeah, that's, exactly.
1: What I'm thinking, they're going to try to go the act, like an actual spy movie route. Like, one of them's going to be the villain, one of them's going to be the hero. I really vote <laughs> hey, but either I do
0: but that's still not spy versus spy. That's what <laughs> it I'm reminds saying. me more of Pink Panther
1: than anything. We're going to get James Bond vibes, but the bad kind.
2: <laughs> it's going to be the cringy knockoff?
1: Yeah. There, there's no director at the time, and honestly, I don't know who would take that up. I'll, I thought the movie was going to be like animated, like kind of yeah. like um, like uh, Pokemon and Sonic, like that kind of crap.
2: I figured that's what they would have done too, especially since it's like a black versus a white thing, not not a race thing. Oh God, uh, like, uh <laughs> the the spice. It's like, it's like a color. Colors. It's a color differential. Is what I'm, oh, that still sounds bad. I'm just gonna stop talking. <laughs> I'm
0: excited <laughs> I'm excited to see what this movie's gonna turn out to be just because I'm curious, but honestly, I'm not excited to watch it. I don't think it'll be that good,
1: but we'll see. Watch the trailer blow our heads off like Are that's true. <laughs> I
2: don't want my head to be blown off. That's very mean. Are you sure? I mean <laughs> I can blow your head off. Oh my god, wait.
0: Oh my
1: god. <laughs> 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 all right ladies and gentlemen you heard it here first it next up we got space jam 2 which has finally officially been given a logo it's officially been titled space jam a new legacy which um yeah, it's appropriate i guess you could say you know bugs bunny and braun about to drop it back i really think they should have like a michael jordan cameo though i think that'd be pretty cool
0: Okay, I am so excited for this movie. The first Space Jam has probably my top ten favorite movies of all time.
1: Really, it, it is agree. so
0: good. I loved it. I loved it. I'm I loved it too. It so much as a kid,
1: I, I loved it too, and I'm excited to see it. But I don't think, um, I don't think I'm as hyped for it. Like, I saw they're announcing a sequel, and I was just like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. So but now, the Space happen. Jam One was dope.
2: This is clearly going to cater towards the younger generation of kids. Clearly. Like, there's no way around it. So, the majority of the people going to see it, I guarantee you, are not going to be children of this era. It's going to be more people our age going to try to uh, relive our childhood. And it's going to be very disappointing because it's going to tailor towards the newer generation. And the newer generation is very cringy and there's no way around it.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I could really see that now that you bring that up they're gonna they're gonna do a lot of different they're gonna make a lot more like fart jokes and stuff like that like
2: i I've totally accepted it, and I'm still very excited to see it
1: yeah I, I don't know I hope they don't like do it super kitty like I saw like Sonic and stuff, and I didn't think it was as kitty as I thought it was gonna be, but it was it was like it was so cool really. yeah,
2: but I think it's gonna like sonic too it's gonna have its moments where Everyone's just like, oh, why is he flossing? And, oh, yes. I think there are going to be a few really cringy moments like that. But other than that, I think it'll be pretty cool. All
1: right. And then next up we got – I'm actually pretty stoked about this. So Disney's released – they're about to release Mulan. They released Beauty and the Beast. They released Lion King live action. Now they're moving on with their Hercules project. They're going to bring Hercules to live action. And it is officially gonna have the Russo brothers producing it. How's that sound?
0: It's gonna be action packed. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for
0: sure. But um, like the Russo brothers directing yeah. it.
1: I don't. I'm actually kind of stoked for this one, but I don't know who's gonna play him. There's no, they don't have anyone cast yet, really. No one's excited,
2: set cause I love Hercules. It's one of my favorite animated movies. So.
1: Oh yeah, me too. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm stoked for it. Just and don't also, get the rock, please.
2: I think it leaves yeah, the no. for the best. Uh, real life adaptation i think of all the animated movies this one could easily is set up the best for it
1: for sure i think if they blend i think like with the muses and like hades and stuff um they could be really creative but like the the otherworldly stuff if they do what they did with aladdin like they get real creative with the cgi i think it would look really cool that's what i was about to
0: say i think they are going to do something uh kind of similar to aladdin especially like with her uh whatever his
1: name is yeah so disney continues its uh stride down memory lane and we'll see where it goes i just hope um they don't change too much honestly if it ain't
2: i kind of wish that they had started off with hercules instead of the lion king and aladdin and stuff i feel like this would have
1: given them a lot better at yeah i mean if it ain't broke don't fix it hey, aladdin I'm
0: was amazing on this that
1: I thought it was good, but I, I thought it it's was not same. ever gonna top twelve original. out of ten.
0: Twelve out of ten. Okay. Really?
1: Okay, boomer. <laughs> all right, uh next up, uh more Marvel news, Black Widow. Black Widow has got a new release date and it's officially set for November sixth, twenty twenty. So it's being pushed back pretty heavily later into the year. Which is where a lot of movies are being pushed back, so get ready for a joyride of movies later. Yep, all at once.
2: All that means is we're gonna be really busy for a really long time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Y'all, y'all stick around and y'all hear all of our reviews and everything we like to say about these movies. And we'll be brutally honest. All right, this one is kind of this news report is kind of funny, not funny, but like I just thought it was like weird that they're bringing this back. All right, um, they're bringing back a new live-action Goosebumps show. Uh, I don't know That's how they're gonna. Cool. Did the y'all, did y'all ever right. watch the originals?
2: Uh, yeah, I like the original. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a lot cool. A lot cooler I, with the uh, current visual effects and stuff, too.
1: Yeah, looking back, at the time, I think the originals, the original show was kind of cheesy, but, I mean, it was still good for its time.
2: I mean, the books themselves were pretty cheesy, so, I mean, it... That's what I mean, yeah. It.
1: It's for kids, but yeah, exactly. it's kid horror. I think
2: horror. it'll be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I never saw the Goosebumps movie, but I could see him doing a little bit of stuff like that The first Goosebumps from movie was the trailers. Crazy,
2: I didn't see the second one. I, did I don't enjoy think the a lot of
1: people one. saw the second one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, ready? Keanu Reeves, John Wick 4 is delayed a whole year. It's not coming out May 21st, 2021. It's coming out May 27th, 2022. So long, bruh. They said that um, it's because of his Matrix shooting, and they had this sense they pushed back the Matrix shooting. His John Wick thing had to be pushed back too.
2: I forgot they were doing the Matrix,
1: and now they're not going to be released at the same time. So we will never see which movie is superior.
2: I totally forgot they were doing the Matrix.
0: Have y'all been hearing everyone comparing Rake from Extraction and John Wick? We're not talking we're about just... Extraction
1: yet. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying... I, I know, I'm just kidding. I have two, and I don't know. I gotta see John, more from Rake. John Wick takes it. Yeah, yeah John, John Wick takes the cake. Alright, um... Next, next up, and then we're gonna get to our big story. So, Spiral from the Book of Saw, which is, uh... I don't even know. Is this It's like a sequel to Saw, a prequel? I'm not sure. A
0: uh,
1: it's a sequel? It's now going to be released in May 21st, 2021, and it is filling in John Wick 4 spot, is what I'm thinking. Because as soon as John Wick 4 was announced delayed from that spot, it filled right in. And um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty kind of, I'm kind of excited about it because the trailer looked different than everything else. And plus, Chris Rock is in it, so that'd be kind of fun. And Samuel Jackson. Uh,
2: that's got to be a pairing made in heaven.
1: I know. I just hope Samuel Jackson like um hits that puppet with a bat or something. <laughs> him in. So great. <laughs> Dang, you ready right. for the big boy news? No. <laughs> All right. So this was unexpected. There's been major news about AMC and their shaky relationship with Universal Studios. Um, here here it is. AMC theaters is no longer going to show any universal movies in their theaters as they have banned them indefinitely.
0: Oh, oh my God.
1: <laughs> okay, so basically Troll's World tour went video on demand for Universal and their sales like went off like they're doing really mm. good in sales on the pay-per-view on demand. So Universal CEO Jeff Shell Shell he said, and I quote The results for Trolls World Tour have exceeded our expectations and demonstrated the viability of pay-per-view on demand. As soon as theaters reopen, we expect to release movies on both formats. Highlight, both formats. AMC saw that as a shot to their brand, and they came back quoting... It is disappointing to us, but Jeff's comments as to Universal's unilateral actions and intentions have left us with no choice. Therefore, effectively, immediately, AMC will no longer play any Universal movies in any of our theaters in the United States, Europe, or the Middle East. This policy affects any and all Universal movies per se, it goes into effect today and as our theaters reopened, and, and is not some hollow or ill-considered threat. Incidentally, this policy is not aimed solely at Universal out of pike or to be punitive in any way. It also extends to any movie maker who unilaterally abandons current windowing practices absent good faith negotiations between us so that they as distributor and we as exhibitor both benefit and neither are hurt from such changes. <laughs> Just <laughs> all oh, this article makes you. me laugh. Well,
2: no, they really just went full petty. If I can't have you, yeah. no one can. <laughs> exactly.
1: Village <laughs> just said, "Oh, you abandon traditional theater stuff by releasing it online as well. We don't like you anymore.
2: I don't want to play with yeah. you anymore.
0: <laughs> all of you or none of you. So get
1: out." Which is dumb because. Honestly, I feel like, I mean, obviously, they're going to lose a little bit of money, but everyone loves to go theater experience. Little so bit like, of money?
2: They're going to lose a lot of money from this because they said it's just starting with Universal. It's, I guarantee you, other movie companies are, if they succe- uh, succeed uh, streaming like that right off the bat, and they're really like, why would I ever want any profits to go to you, anyways? I'm being nice by letting you stream them.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean by like the ban. I mean, like, if they were to show like both. Um, digital and the theater, they wouldn't lose like too too much money. So like, why would you be that petty to say, "Oh, oh no, yeah. we don't want them"? And now
0: they are gonna lose a, a ton. Yeah. Just yeah,
2: they're, they're gonna lose so much money now. It's yeah, they're, they're gonna put themselves out of business like that. There's
0: no doubt. Yeah.
1: Now listen to this. These Universal movies they include Fast and Furious Nine, Halloween Kills, No Time to Die, James Bond, and Candyman. Those are all big movies that are supposed to release.
2: They're stupid. They're the stupidest people
0: on the planet. <laughs>
1: gonna and be here's blockbuster. <laughs> here's Universal statement. They're clap back to them, which isn't really a clap back. They're being the mature ones here. Our desire has always been so efficient is to efficiently deliver entertainment to as wide an audience as possible. We absolutely believe in the theatrical experience and have made no statement to the contrary. As we stated earlier, going forward, we expect to release future films directly to theaters as well as on video on demand. When that distribution outlet makes sense, we look forward to having additional private conversations with our exhibition partners.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely not in
2: the wrong. They're just like, I don't blame them at all. I think it should have happened sooner. Honestly, I think, the fact that it waited this long for movies to come out on both is kind of nuts. It's a
1: it's a smart business move, and AMC's not having it. They're like that little kid that's not getting their way. Exactly.
2: Like, you know what? Well, then I am not taking all it. your money or none of it. You have to share. No, I don't think no, will. <laughs> no. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> what do you think? What's up with it? It's
0: just I don't know. I think it's, it's just a dumb be so stupid. I don't. I they're honestly, put themselves out of business eventually.
1: Honestly, I don't believe this is going to last long. I think they'll find some agreement cause even Regal they made a statement and um they made a statement they weren't like siding with AMC but they were kind of like they were kind of both ways they were kind of basically saying um yeah we kind of get why AMC's doing that but at the same time like we need movies (laughs) in our theaters regardless I I
2: love going to theaters I think it's completely different than watching them at home
1: AMC's old let let someone else take over now I guess (laughs) You want to be that freaking dumb to your brand.
2: I was about to say, I guess that just means more money for every every other theater, right?
0: Yeah, that's be true. Because they're still going to release it to them, so.
1: <laughs> it, it honestly is. I didn't even think about
0: that.
1: It's crazy. I feel bad for you small-town people that only have an AMC. Uh, uh. All right, you boys ready? Yeah. I'm ready. It's movie I'm time, ready. fellas.
0: Bravo.
1: All right, our movie for the week, if you have not watched, is Extraction, Netflix Netflix's newest hit movie, number one on Netflix, directed by Sam Hargrave, um, stars Chris Hemsworth as... Uh, basically a contract not a contract killer he's a what do you call it uh man mercenary mercenary that's it that's it you got it and um a lot of bang Lattish actors too so they're getting their spotlight which they did really good and to be honest um i'm gonna butcher these names boys but <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got uh and i'm so sorry actors i respect you so much i'm sorry if i get your name wrong we got root Ru- Rude Rocks Swal as Ovi Mahajan, which is also the co-star of this film. We got Gold Shifty, Farahadi as Nick, which we will discuss later. Randeep Puda as Saju, which is also, I wouldn't say a star, but he's a co-star. No, not co-star, he's just a side character, but he's, I think he was interesting. We got Gaspar, which is David Harbour, and then we got Amir If, which is basically the villain of this film, is um, and is played by Priyanshu Payne-Yuli. Alright, boys, Um, if you have not watched Extraction, um, I highly recommend you watch it first before going on. But we will give a non spoiler review starting now.
0: Alright, I want to say at the very beginning, I've always loved movies that just jump right in. You know, they kind of started halfway. You know what I'm talking about? And then it went to the intro because he was already heard and stuff. I love movies like that.
1: I felt this uh... movie was very was very fast paced but at the same time it wasn't like too much like it felt like just right for this type of movie i
2: feel like Mm -hmm. this was a perfect act like a perfect action movie almost i thought all the fight scenes were extremely interesting extremely like innovative like it wasn't just punching stabbing shooting like they had some really good choreography with it uh story was really good and Chris y'all, Hemsworth is just a really great actor, too.
1: Y'all ain't never seen Chris Hemsworth pop off like this, I'm telling you right now. For real? Yeah, for real. He, he really killed it. I I truly believe once he's done with Thor and all that BS, he needs to get to these kind of movies. These are his movies. Dude, he did so good. Ah. This is by far my favorite Chris Hemsworth movie.
2: I agree. It's
1: Not even almost- close.
2: It was you
1: know, one
0: of my favorite parts of this movie is about though is the camera angles. Have, did y'all notice them?
1: The cinematography. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, it was amazing.
1: It was so good.
0: It was. It was, It was unique. I should say the that. The
1: action. The action of it all was incredible, but I mean, for the week, the week stomach, Um, it was pretty brutal. That was piercing eyeballs they were throwing children off buildings <laughs> they were cutting off, they were cutting off fingers they were they were breaking, breaking, the breaking their noses, fixing the broken noses but i mean it was enjoyable and if y'all if that doesn't top y'all off for like some john wick type type action scenes they had this is notorious now it's in the news they had a 12 minute Action sequence that was non stop, they didn't stop because they didn't do any cuts, it was continuous the whole way through. They were following a through the action scene through a vehicle, and then they were following the fight scenes. It was all the way through, and that was probably one of the most impressive scenes in the entire movie. To be that's seen. crazy, it was, it no,
0: was I think one of the only gripes
2: that I have is some of the visual effects were pretty, pretty not bad, but they were meh. Like, there was one scene, uh, there is an explosion, and the helicopter. And the explosion looked very, very bad. Like, it looked green screen, copy-pasted onto the screen.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I didn't notice. I know
2: was, but that was, like, the only bad explosion, but the other explosions were kind of, eh. But I guess it was kind of a more low-budget Netflix movie. So I guess for them going in the way they did, like, I don't think they've ever done something this this nuts. Like, all out.
1: They probably have, we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: This is big. Like, this is for sure their biggest movie other than uh Bird Box. Other than Bird Box, this is definitely their highest production movie that they've made.
0: The only thing I didn't like about this movie is the audio. Because I swear at times it would get so quiet and then other times it would get so loud. I had to keep addressing the volume. Did y'all have a problem with this? Or is it just me? Nah,
1: but I listen to my movies pretty loud, so Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I didn't have a uh, problem with it. I honestly though Let's talk about this. Chris or not Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth's name in the movie. He's playing as Tyler Raik, which once again we said it was a mercenary. He's seeking out to go and rescue Ovi, which is a Bangladesh kid of a drug dealer of a of, uh, India's biggest drug dealer, for, and he's trying to save him from a rival drug dealer. That's basically the concept. But the the bond they had, I I kind of have a gripe with it because. It felt too soon, like oh, like O V the kid. He was he was hanging on to to, to Chris Hemsworth's character like way too soon. I feel like, like I get they had these like little they was like heartfelt scenes, yes, between them and what they talked about. But I didn't feel like it was enough to justify the major bond they had towards the end. I don't, because even in the in the film, and we're trying not to dig too deep into spoilers for this segment right now, but he was. He was already hugging on to Tyler towards the end of the movie when, honestly, all Tyler really did was tell him about his life. (laughs) That's that's basically it. They didn't really have any bonding time.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, he also kind of witnessed firsthand how much Tyler was going through to keep the kid alive.
1: That is also true. Yeah, they're very trusting. A kind of spoiler scene
2: where, like, I don't know where you know stuff went sideways and you know Tyler did what stuff that he didn't have to for the kid so I mean that also was I think be enough
0: yeah that is true uh he kind of like I wouldn't say changed his morals but uh he definitely didn't have to do what he did and he did it for the kid and he was there and he saw it so I feel like that brought him together too and everything that they went through together, I mean almost dying probably a million times, I mean that would bring someone together, you know,
1: even if it was just a stranger yeah i uh, I think the characters are good. I thought all the side characters were all genuinely pretty, pretty solid characters. there was
2: unlike last time, there was actually bad and good guys
1: right <laughs> you you could totally tell. <laughs> I was trying to think. That was one side character I did not feel the need of him being in the movie. I'm trying to remember who it was, though. I don't remember his name. But we'll talk about that later because that is obviously a spoiler. Um, We're going to give our final reviews right now, and then we're going to dive right into the spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, then just um, skip over them (laughs) because we're going to have another segment after that. So just stay tuned and hold tight and watch the movie. All right. uh, Anthony, what's your your rating for this out of 10?
0: Uh, nine. of ten. Wow, Edward, what's your rating? I'm
2: gonna give it a nine point six.
1: Hey, I thought we were doing whole numbers. Oh, eight. you're right.
2: I gotta go with the nine.
1: <laughs> Damn, what am I missing? I'm giving that an an eight. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I watched that, during,
0: but uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I give it a solid eight. I did have some issues. I already talked about one of them here, but um. Now it's spoiler time, so if you haven't seen it, we'll see you. We'll see you in a little bit. Don't go, don't go. Just, just wait till wait till the next part. Wait till the next part in the next segment, because Edward has a story for us that has you're in for a real treat. I promise you. So just stay tuned. But if you have seen this movie, um, let's go scene by scene. Let's dig right into this. All right. So first off, we are introduced to Dhaka, Bangladesh, which is where we meet Ovi, which is obviously he's a young man. And he's just very... He's very to himself at this point in time because his parents are not around. His dad is in jail. He's being watched by a man named Saju, which is basically his caretaker. Basically the whole movie, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And um, what happens next is Ovi sneaks out to a party that he wasn't supposed to go to and he was basically peer-pressured to smoke and then we meet two officers that catch them trying to smoke and... This was one of the first major WTF moments for me because straight up, the cops were like, oh, why are you smoking? Oh, we know you're smoking. And then they were like, oh, okay, we're sorry. And then he was like, oh, no, it's okay. And then he shot his friend <laughs> in the face. He kidnapped over Yeah, that dude, and I, was, I was not prepared
0: for that at all. I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting. Neither was I. I was
2: like, he's definitely about to take one of these kids, but he just straight popped him right in the front. I
1: wasn't door. expecting a
0: lot of the kills, honestly, in this movie.
1: And that's what I was saying by its brutal action. I didn't expect him to shoot a child right on the spot, like... <laughs> I know. Right in the face. So As we, we then meet Ovi's father, which is funny because his name's Ovi Sr. Don't get confused, though. We're not going to be stuck on him at all. Um... Which is, he's a rival drug dealer and he's one of the biggest drug dealers in India, we find out. He's in prison and he hired Saju, like we said, to watch Ovi, but Saju pretty much freaking failed. Ovi's gone already, like. And so then, Ovi Sr. decides to threaten Saju, saying that he will basically murder his family if he does not find Ovi and bring him back for money. It's all about the money in this movie. And then, next up, which is probably one of my favorite introductions of the whole movie. We meet Tyler, Chris Hemsworth, we meet him in Australia, and he even does his killer Australian accent in this movie, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And he's basically taking contracts for extracting all sorts of kids, packages, all that. And he went to negotiate a deal with Arif Azif's group which is the drug dealer the biggest drug dealer in bangladesh she's the villain of this whole movie and it was quote-unquote cut short because they had a plan they killed all the dealers and they took Ovi. and the... go ahead
2: i'm sorry wait did you just say chris simsworth did a killer australian impression
1: he sure did he's australian impression. i said he did his killer australian accent
2: it's not an accent if it's the way he
1: talks. It's an accent to us. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't I, say I, me. I guess I just like... I,
2: <laughs> okay, I guess you stick it wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so now at this point, Tyler's got OV, They're good to go. They're running from the freaking the dealers. And um we see this poor kid in the drug dealer environment because he doesn't know what to do. And he basically took a weapon off the ground to try to fight um, Tyler with it. He was like, oh, I'll shoot, I'll shoot. And obviously Tyler, uh, the good guy he is, Chris Hemsworth, he lets the boy go and he takes the gun away, takes the toy away from him. But honestly, I think this was really sad. It shows like what it's like in these middle middle, um, these countries and how these um, kids are raised as soldiers from from a young age but i thought it was also kind of funny because um <laughs> the way tyler handles these kids is so funny like <laughs> it's
0: hilarious.
1: he's just like "What are gonna like, do and he's like "Oh, okay
2: i really thought he was just like about to like punch him in the face or something just the way it was going i thought he was gonna straight like break his jaw like not like kill him but i thought he was just gonna like smack him around a little
1: bit no, you have no idea. I thought the same freaking thing. I was actually kind of scared he was gonna do that, and then he just took the gun, and I was like, okay, okay. So once he gets the kid extracted, um, they they uh they go back to Tyler's um like a little car he got for his extraction, and they change. They gave Ovi a bulletproof vest. Um, Tyler got all of his military gear on, and um, this is one of the first points where um. We kinda of see the his background story basically because he when he takes off his shirt and he's about to put on his armor his armor <laughs> his gear, <laughs> he we see all of these scars on his back. So like he's been through some crap is what he's telling the audience and we're seeing that all everything he's done, he's he has all these scars from all of his experience, but he's he's no no rookie to this. He's been doing all this. And even like is and all, which honestly, I thought it was, um, not funny. I thought it was sad how they portrayed Ovi so innocent, which was a good thing. But like, it was so sad to see how innocent he was. So like oblivious to everything going on.
2: I think it was more sad to watch his like loss of innocence throughout the entire movie, I guess. Yeah. It starts off as like this fragile, like stick basically and he yeah. just progresses
1: yeah you got anything so far anthony because sorry i'm digging into this so uh, we do it oh uh, yeah i yeah, keep going all right i'm just going scene by scene so we can talk broader later but um we learn once tyler and ovi they're going to the extraction ship boat and you know, they're gonna escape. It's their escape boat, you know, mission accomplished. Woo, we made it to the escape boat. But no, they, they certainly did not. Their plan goes wrong because we find out the authorities and basically anyone involved with the with Arif as if the drug dealer they uh they they're basically teamed up for money and they, they stopped the ship from working, they compromised it, they killed the the team Tyler was working with and they they didn't get OV but pretty damn close like it's basically a mission compromise now they need a new plan and then after this scene i liked this scene this next scene especially they showed the villain arif as if and they were trying to get information out of different um kids and i mean they threw kids over a building like it was it was pretty brutal but he took a liking to a certain kid named farah and and he's pretty important because he later fights tyler but um, we'll have to talk about that once we get there. After we see that scene, we, we well, actually, from Farah, that kid, we kind of see how they're manipulated, and they're, they, once again, they're growing up in that environment because he, Arif takes a liking to the kid, which basically tells me that he sees him as a future drug dealer, if ever need be, and he's training him pretty good. Like, it's pretty sad.
2: I admit he saw him as, like, just a uh, really good killer for him or potentially like just boss like
1: that's what I thought at first but once it gets later in the movie once when, once it gets later into the movie that's when I think um, my mind starts shifting which we'll talk about later because there's a lot of theories you can go off of Um, what's up
0: mm-hmm. I was gonna huh? say it was crazy on that rooftop uh, the kid didn't even flinch when the other one got thrown off the roof, and that's what we oh, really right, got. Me.
2: Yeah. You're right.
0: And I didn't. He yeah. was like, he had prepared what he was going to say too, and like he just walked up to a what's his name, uh, the drug dealer, the main one. Like it was nothing, you know, and he was willing to cut off his fingers too. So it shows like he's already prepared at that age to do what's necessary, you know. He's already used to those things.
1: He knows how to survive. But yeah, no about yeah. about throwing him off and he didn't flinch. I thought that was crazy because after they threw him off, the dude was like, he didn't know anything. Like, <laughs> he didn't say that before. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. I thought that was just cold.
2: I no, think he it was, was like, dang. I wonder if he didn't think he was actually just gonna fling that man off the roof. Man, not man, child. It was a child. Yeah, he <laughs> it was, a child. I I thought he
0: was gonna like hang him there. Yeah, I thought he there. was
2: gonna dangle him off the roof,
0: but he just straight yeah, just flung him off. And then he grabs someone else like he's going to do it again.
1: They don't care, dude. They'll throw you off. Uh,
0: they're drug they're dealers. Crazy. Crazy.
1: Okay, now the next scene that transpires is that 12-minute action sequence from a freaking a car driving across all of Bangladesh all the way into um, different corridors and different buildings um, where Chris Hemsworth is just doing so much fighting all of these freaking authorities and drug dealers. And it was probably one of the... One of the best action sequences I've seen in a long time. And it was all filmed continuously. So they put in a lot of effort for this.
2: Yeah, see, I didn't know that was a, a one-take.
1: It makes it even more impressive
0: Not now. That know
2: probably that. the most impressive fight scene I've ever seen. Now that you said that. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's one thing to have, like, oh, like a house, r- walking through a house. But they were straight driving through walls driving through blockades, throwing people off the roofs.
1: Yeah. I was, when I was watching it, I was wondering if it was a one take because it kept like when they got in the car, the camera kind of dangled down and they kept going like with the car. Like they didn't cut to any other side views or nothing. They kept going with the car, but I didn't know how long it was going to be. That's why I was so surprised.
2: So did you look it up and see that it was a one take or are you just assuming
1: To be no, at the time, I was assuming like part of it was a one take. I didn't know, I thought maybe like the car ride was a one take. I didn't know all the fighting was really one take, but um,
2: do you know for sure that it was a one
1: take then? Yeah, yeah, because then I started researching, looking into the movie more for for the pod, of course. And the first thing that pops up is article how they filmed the 12 minute long action sequence.
2: Holy crap!
1: I was like, damn, wild, yeah. And, And during this action sequence, Tyler fights Saju. Because Saju's trying to get Ovi, so his family doesn't die, basically. And uh, Saju survives, he gets a broken nose, gets all bloody. And Tyler also is seriously injured, so they have to find a hideout, a little building to hide in so that he can start patching up and basically heal because he's in great pain at this time. We find out, obviously, the whole team is dead. And Nick, who is, what would you say, she's the overlord of this whole operation, right?
2: Uh, she's like the girl in the yeah, chair kinda. she's like the man in the chair
0: ah uh, that's a good way to put it yeah yeah
1: well she's like a... she's not afraid
0: to get on a pill too
1: yeah so. because the mission is so compromised she literally tells tyler you need to leave ov behind because he's not going to survive either way and tyler being the good boy that he is he uh he refuses he wants to save ov and honestly this is one of the more heartfelt scenes after that because I mean, it was kind of funny, too, because he was on the phone. Tyler was on the phone talking to Nick when o, when Nick said you should abandon Ovi. And Ovi was like, I can hear you. <laughs> <You're 400 laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. See, I think after that point, whenever he actually took him with him is when he started to trust him, for sure, for sure. Because he sincerely did not have to take the kid after that point. And he could have made his life so much easier.
0: Yeah, but... He was just like, I'm not getting paid unless you come with me or something like that.
1: Yeah, but, at know, first he was like exclude. that, but you could tell he was doing it for the goodness yeah. of his
2: heart. I don't think he was going to get paid at all. That was the point of them leaving right. him because he wasn't going to get paid because uh, they had revealed like they had gotten scammed and they killed like half their team or something. Uh,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, oh. That was the
2: whole point of him having to leave was because uh, they're like, oh yeah, you're not gonna get paid. And he was like, ah, just yeah. find, just find me money. And then he just grabbed the kid and just yeah. went off.
1: Basically compromised. But um, I think also the biggest portion, which is a pretty big deal, um, Tyler throughout the movie he had a bunch of flashbacks to like his life, his um, his son and his not much his wife, just more his son. So obviously this symbolism makes us feel. Cause so obviously something happened to his son. Like obviously, if he feels this such like care for Ovi, and I think really it's he also sees how innocent Ovi is and like how he's like he's not a bad kid. Like I think what like in that same scene, Ovi even says um, he was moving his fingers a lot, like he was like nervous. And so Tyler was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And he was like, "I play the piano when I'm nervous." And honestly, that uh, that gave me chills because I was I just feel so bad for him.
2: Me too was when I, like, that's when it really sh- started showing how much of, like, an actual young child that he was.
1: Yeah, and even then, they, uh, Ovi said, um, he told Tyler, he was like, I always feel like a package rather than a person. It's like, including, like, his whole life, his father, his caretakers, like, it just shows, like, a neglectful child. Like, he's helpless, but he's still, like, hanging on. Yeah. Which, it sucked. Ooh.
2: I feel really bad for his character. Like, he was just trying to chill. Like, he he also kind of did it himself because he did know better technically. But he was just doing that kid thing where he's always just tired of being locked in his room. Because that's what's best for him.
1: Yeah, that's why he stuck out. But he didn't know better. I
0: mean, and, he would have got captured either way, though, eventually. I mean, that when you're in that kind of life, it's going to catch up to you.
1: No matter what. drug your life. Yeah, he was born into it. But didn't want to be part of it um the next thing's pretty important too um we actually cut to saju and what he's doing because he's also pretty battle damaged and we sh- it shows that his, his nose was completely broken he, he fixes it, he pops it back into place but he also calls his wife he speaks to his wife and then he speaks to his um son on the phone and this was also this also made me feel for him because He's just trying to do what's right for his family, and in um, during these hard times, and when he was speaking to his son, his son was like, "Oh, when are you going to be back?" And he was like, "Oh, I'll be back by the morning." And honestly, I thought that was so sad. Like, I that's when I, that's when I like actually liked this character because he's not doing this just for himself. Like, he wants to take care of his family.
2: You too, and like right around these scenes is like where you can tell, uh, Tyler, stop doing it the money I guess after this next scene because like at first the only reason that he was posting up to uh Saju like that was because he wanted to be the one to return him to his to his family because he was he would be paid if he was the one to do it. And like it was to the point where he hit that man with the bus just so <laughs> <laughs> So and after that uh, I guess I'm just going to steal the next scene from you Noah. Uh, whenever uh Hugh realizes that I guess he can't do it on his own. I'm kind of skipping a part, but we'll go back. Uh when he realizes he can't do it on his own and he goes for Saju for help is whenever he also I think he fully uh, goes selfless, and you realize he's actually just doing it because he cares about the kid. Because he wouldn't have asked him for help if he, if he could have done it for money.
1: Not only that, but even with Saju, they at that point they seem like they're both doing it just for the kid. Yeah, just to get him out of
0: there. Well, I, I feel like he was still kind of doing it for his family too. But... Yeah,
1: but what, but give but if you give the kid, if you because they took the kid. Back to america at the end Wait, what's the point so it's like saju has to take him back to get to not get killed basically so at that point which i did have a little problem with we'll talk about it later but um backtracking after that scene when tyler learns the all missions compromised and he decides to take in ov still and try to do the mission um they get into a back alleyway and they get jumped But the thing is, they're not by soldiers, they're by child soldiers. So he couldn't kill them. Like, he whooped them, but he couldn't kill them. And I think, I thought um, it was pretty clever to throw them at him.
0: You skipped the, didn't you skip the part about uh, Tyler recalling his family? Or was that after the scene?
1: I said, yeah, I said he does that throughout the movie. I
0: think, uh, I. never mind. I think you. No, never mind. Uh, it was after. I guess I got a mix, mixed together.
1: Oh, you're fine. I thought the funniest part when he was fighting the child um, soldiers was that kid. That kid showed up again from earlier, and he pointed the gun at him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you." And he just freaking like swoops his leg, and he falls down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> watching, watching him beat up those kids were, was hilarious. It was hilarious oh, yeah. you were just slapping them too, like <laughs> yeah, yes. he was slapping <laughs> the slaps. the slaps. The backhand,
1: <laughs> he legit whacked him, and I mean,
2: then uh... shatter that kid's hand in the door, though. <laughs> oh no, yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Teach him a lesson, I guess. But um, we we that kid Farah came with the kids, so the child soldiers, and he was basically the the leader, is what it seemed like, and he tried to shoot um Tyler, but Tyler whooped him, and that's gonna be um. Far, because Far has a bigger role than we think um, down the line, and um, there's another scene with him and Arif that it gets pretty dark, but we'll talk about it in a second. This was one of the most unexpected surprises of the movie. If you like went in super blind, um, he Tyler calls an old friend that that um, owes him a favor. His name is Gaspar. Once they meet up, surprise, surprise, it's actually David Harbor.
0: Oh, yeah, that surprised me. I was not expecting him. Yeah, I didn't know he was. I liked him. I liked the character. I liked what he played, the.
1: No, I did too. And basically, Gaspar, um, he took them in to his own. I don't know if it was his home or it was just a hideout or what. I
2: think it was his second home because later he was like, all right, so you've got to go back to the wife.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. And then they lay low there for a little bit. Tyler and Ovi, or Ovi. Goes to bed, and then Tyler basically kind of like watches it, making sure he's all good before he leaves the room. And this is where Ovi and Tyler have probably the deepest, heartfelt conversation of the whole movie between them, at least. And but it was, it, I like their like subtle humor, like from Ovi because he's so innocent. Like, Ovi started off, he was like, Um, he was like, You don't look like a Tyler, you look like a Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah, but then he was, and then he was asking Tyler, like, oh, like, you're so brave, or like, are you brave, or whatever, and Tyler, like, kind of breaks down, he was like, I'm not brave, I'm the opposite of brave, and, and then Ovi talks about how it just makes him so sick that his father kills others, like, he knows who his father is, he knows his father kills people, and it makes him, like, so sick to be a part of that, not a part of that, but see all that. And in a sense, Tyler then turns to tell him everything about his wife and his son, which we hear, we hear, we find out his wife and son, they died a few years ago. His son died from lymphoma when he was six years old. And Tyler at the time, he, he was in Afghanistan. He was was in Afghanistan and then Ovi was like, oh, well. So, that sucks. You were shipped out to Afghanistan while your son was dying. Like, I'm so sorry. And then he was like, no, I voluntarily left for Afghanistan. And yeah. that's when we... I sh- couldn't watch him. Yeah. He couldn't
0: watch his son. Yeah. He's, like, that's it. You
1: know? He he couldn't watch him suffer.
0: And I, I'm glad there is a scene because just the way that he broke down, it really showed that, like, yeah, Tyler's this, like, big, bad guy. You know, he can kind of do anything, but he still has that weakness. You know, he's still... He carries it. With he still his, has it more, yeah. the whole
2: movie. Yeah, that really That's crazy. uh I guess that brought him down from being like this all powerful like superhero almost exactly. like, figure and it just g- gave him that dash of humility and like poor choice. Like it showed his humanity, like where he made mistakes and where he has to live with it.
1: I know, I honestly think that was one of the better decisions of the movie. Like it was Yeah. It, that was I'm
0: probably tired. my favorite scene.
1: Yeah, me too. Honestly.
0: Because like, he they could he did it, it so well. Sorry.
2: Like, they could have easily just said, oh yeah, he was in Afghanistan, he got shipped out. They didn't have to go the extra mile of, like, saying that he chose to leave like that. Like, that just added it.
1: Tyler, it's like man versus man. Tyler fears himself. Like, he's he thinks of himself as a coward. He's not brave in his eyes. But, um, this is where Ovi gives him advice, and this is probably my favorite quote of the whole movie. He says, you drown not by falling into the river but by staying submerged in it. Basically telling Tyler that don't be don't stay submerged in your own guilt or you're gonna die about, die from it.
2: And I think that was a great callback to the f- opening scene where he jumps into the uh like off a cliff into the water and yeah. sits and holds his breath just chilling underwater. Yeah. And it also alludes to the ending at the same time, which is a mirror uh, of Tyler doing it with Ovi doing it, but in a pool and not a
1: What what comes next is probably the biggest twist of the movie, I I think. Um, Gaspar, one of the biggest twists. Gaspar is talking to Tyler downstairs, and he's basically telling Tyler, hey man, that kid's worth $10 million. We could turn him in, and we can be set for life. So he's saying the best thing to do is not turn him in, kill him. They're saying kill him, bring him in his body, because he's going to suffer anyways. And so we find out Gaspar actually wants that $10 million bounty because he made a deal with the Azif, as as if the drug dealer. Tyler did not like that one bit, so they fought. <laughs> they fought There's all over that place.
0: What? I think this is another scene that it really shows its humanity because... Tyler, I mean, he's a mercenary. He gets paid to kill people. He gets paid to do this stuff. And he's practically rejecting $10 million just to save the kid, basically, for no benefit coming to
1: him, you know? I mean, if it was me, I don't think I'd want that blood on my hands. <laughs> yeah, or especially after his own
0: onslaughts, he's not going to want someone else's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then another twist comes because as they're fighting, Gaspar seems like he's about to kill Tyler. Like dead like dead straight, Gaspar was winning that fight. Olvi comes in. He heard it from upstairs. He has a gun, and he shoots Gaspar to pieces.
0: And which... You could tell he did not want to kill him. That's what I was
1: yeah. going to say.
2: Like, he, he, it was that thing where he, like, just did it to do it, and then he, like, stopped and was like, oh, what the hell did, I, did I just did I do? do? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: this was probably one of the strongest parts of one of the strongest scenes with Ovi like his character because he was absolutely devastated like even though he's seen his father do it or he's heard his father do he's heard all these terrible things he he himself is a good person and he could not bear to kill that man but he did it because he at this point now he trusts in Tyler he cares about Tyler because he knows Tyler is going to bring him to safety and because he's the only one that I feel like he's the only one in Ovi's life that seems to actually care about him. So, he basically saved him. And then, at that point, they they embrace, which it shows a new bond between them, which I think was too soon, but it's okay. Ty- okay, so next, then, Tyler calls Saju, the caretaker, because he now wants to make a deal with him. They're, they want to be on the same team. They need to get Ovi out of the city. That is the whole goal, which... Nick then, he calls Nick then, and he tells her, like, what's all going down, so that the extraction team is ready to pick up Ovi at the, um, at the bridge, I honestly forgot the name of the bridge, but, um, the whole thing about this is Saju's character, this is when I really started to like Saju's character as a side character, because he's doing this out of his own good nature, goodwill, like, Like, yeah, he wants to do it for his family, but, like, his job is to bring OV back, but now he doesn't want to do that anymore. Which, which is kind of partly because I believe Tyler was going to give him, was going to help him, wasn't he? There was something, because it was a deal.
0: Tyler was going to help Saju?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was. Do y'all remember? I don't remember what exactly it was. I don't remember what
0: it was. was, I just remember
1: that he did he was. Yeah. It kind of subsided, but um they get to the bridge and all you know all these soldiers are going after them. They're just shooting they're trying to shoot them all down. They're trying to fend while they're waiting for the extraction helicopter to come and pick up Ovi and the team. And um we found out we found out a reef is literally just across the city, but like he he has snipers in place ready because he sees the helicopter. One of the helicopters um Of the authorities comes, and they they, the extraction team shoots it down, but they see that smoke, and those flames go up, so they know, oh, that's where they are. So, Arif calls his colonel to snipe them down, which he starts sniping down, um, he kills Saju, there, that's the big one. He snipes Saju right in the head, and then he also shoots the co-pilot in the extraction helicopter, which, you know, obviously causes big problems, because now the extraction helicopter is... That's, like, half the team already. I mean, they didn't have half the, half the team to begin with, so it was,
0: like, it was a really big
1: moment, Yeah. and they, the sniper killed them all. You're like, well, now what, you know? And then one of the biggest moments of the whole movie, besides maybe Saju's death, which honestly wasn't that big. I was expecting it, but, um, they kill off the man that is, that people are comparing to John Wick. Uh, they kill off Tyler. He gets shot. Nick, Nick has to kill the sniper. But he gets shot and he ends up dying.
2: Uh. Well the sniper shot him first, and then I know. he decided know. to go out in a blaze of glory. And then it looked like he was cool. And then the moment he turns his back and was like, "Oh, hey, ha, ha, look at that! I didn't die." The kid from earlier that like cut off his finger just pulls up.
0: And oh, not- I
1: can't
2: damn that kid! I was so mad.
0: <laughs>
1: That's what I was going to say, but I was just like, oh, so I was just thinking like, damn.
2: That threw me off so much because I didn't expect that kid to come back. Because at that point in the movie, I completely forgot about him, which I think yeah, I did the too. writer's goal was to get us to forget that he existed for a second.
1: I forgot about him too, and um, but it was very foreshadowed because earlier, there was an earlier scene where for Fa- Farhad, he was talking to Azif, and they were basically... Alceva's basically giving him life advice about being a dealer and how to survive. And Farah Farah, Farah even cut off his finger just because he said, I'll give you the other finger if you let me kill Tyler. Get the last shot on Tyler, which they basically agreed on. But I remembered the scene, but I didn't think he was going to show up there at all.
0: Okay, and Tyler lasted so long after he... Like, after a normal person would have died. He just kept fighting. It was crazy.
1: And, um... Probably the most emotional part of the movie was, um... Because of that bond they formed Ovi. Ovi was good to go. He's ready for extraction while Tyler was defending. Um... Tyler... They look at each other dead in the eyes. And Ovi runs towards him screaming. Because that's, like... In a sense, that's, like, his caretaker now. Or it was...
2: So I mean, he had, you honestly in his life he was probably one of the closest people to him just because of how sheltered he was.
1: Yeah, he felt he, he for the first time he felt safe, and so he was running towards a dead body, and Tyler drops right into the river, which is also a callback to the very beginning, like Edward said earlier, and kind of a symbolism because from um, what do you call it from Ovi's quote. He finally got submerged into the water. He's finally ready. Because in a sense, it seemed like he was ready to die. Like, he wants to be with his son. Because once he once he died, the vision with his son was perfectly clear. Like, that's where he wanted to be. I just
2: had to re-look at it. Just to be sure. And I'm pretty sure Tyler didn't die. Because at the end, whenever yeah. the kid goes out of the pool, you... we'll
1: get to that. We'll get to
2: that. I thought we were there already. What? What more were you? Yeah. Th- yeah. We are
0: there.
1: <laughs> we're going into the end game. So oh, escaped with okay. Nick.
0: Well, I want to hear what you what you're gonna say because that sounds interesting. <laughs> but let's hold it.
1: Let me finish. Let me finish the, the ending. All right. So eight months later, Nick kills Arif, and we've actually find out. Um, since Arif is dead, um, well, actually, I'll get to this in a minute. Um, Ovi's living in America as a free individual, and it just doesn't seem like he knows what to do. And uh, cut to black. That's where it ends. Now go off of your theory because I want to get into this.
2: Well, they already announced this. they're making a sequel. Yeah, so they're, they're making a sequel. Um, whenever uh, uh, Ovi is getting out of the pool, you can he's blurred out, but I'm pretty sure it's Tyler that you see in the back standing watching him. Because someone had to teach Ovi about his method of, like, handling things about just sitting underwater. Because there's no way he would have learned that himself without Tyler telling him. Because he did exactly what he did. Like, mirrored it.
0: But, I don't know. He got shot in the neck. Like, I don't know that there's any coming back after that.
1: this is why I think he's alive also. Because... Whenever Farah killed him and he fell in the water, he went over to the ledge of the water just to look. And I think that was showing that, no, he's probably still alive. Like, he's not truly dead.
2: I for sure think he survived.
1: No, I do too. And
0: again... It seemed really brutal, though. Like, that blood was squirting out of his neck. I don't see how he could survive, honestly. Bro, he's John Wayne. Maybe. We'll
1: see. We'll see. But, um... Whenever Nick killed Arif, the drug dealer of Bangladesh, he's finally dead. The big, bad drug dealer. This is where I think he was building up Farah. I think Farah is going to take over as one of the head drug dealers if they make a sequel. I agree. If they're going back into Bangladesh.
2: Oh, for sure. I 100% agree. I think they're going to bring the fight to America this time, maybe. Instead. Because I I think Tyler's probably retired after this.
1: Yeah, he's hiding out. He's staying low. But what's the, how would they bring it to America, though? It's a movie about extracting. I don't know. I don't
2: don't know. I I just don't see, I don't see how they could bring him back into Bangladesh or anywhere. Because it feels like he's retired now.
1: No, yeah, no doubt he's probably retired. I mean, I would think he is. I mean, he even kind of alluded to it. Like, at the beginning, they were like, Nick was like saying, you need to stop doing this kind of thing. Because he, he was not himself, she said. Like, you're not really yourself anymore. But which is, like, also after, like, his son died and all that crap. He's a shell of his former self. I feel like... I feel like he accepted the mission because he wanted to do... Well, obviously for the money, but he also wanted to do... To find something to do, one last thing. But he, I feel like he also wanted a reason to die. Yeah,
0: Cause sure.
2: That's the thing. Is he, I think he was looking for a reason to die, but throughout the movie, he found a reason to live.
1: That's what I was going <laughs> to say.
2: forty
0: inspiration. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And uh, Just fact-checking. There is no confirmation for a sequel. Boom. Damn. Well, I would be excited if there was. <laughs> looking on Screen Rant. I don't know how they would do it, but yeah, I would be excited for it, too shall see. Oh, shall overall see.
0: one of the best movies I watched lately.
1: I think on one of the best movies on Netflix I've watched. I'll yeah. bring it to that. And um looking through everything, I think that's about all I gotta say about it. What about y'all? Well actually I think one more thing is it was I liked how immersive it was. Like it felt like India or Bangladesh. Oh yeah I did. But I, I did sorry go ahead. No, you go I was just gonna say I don't think it was super genuine with their language though because I was actually reading up on some stuff and there was some um there was some um commenters and stuff they were complaining they were saying that they they actually speak Indian and Bangladesh and they they were saying some of the stuff they said like was nothing nothing like their language
2: yeah, I feel like that happens a lot in movies anyways
1: yeah I do too I feel like they don't have enough um actual people that'll not like translate but like be fluent enough because there's so many languages. All right, um, Edward has got a story for us today. So um, strap on your seatbelts and make sure your um, popcorn is ready because he tells some very interesting stories. So, Edward, are we ready to hear it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, so as you guys know, I've worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. And I was a manager, so that means, you know, you do get some pretty wild uh, customer complaint stories and stuff, you know? Of course, of
0: course.
2: Okay, so this happened while I was still working uh, for the Jimmy Johns in Odessa, which by far has had the worst customers I've ever had to deal with in my life.
1: Only calling out the cities he lives by.
2: I'm not saying y'all are all inherently rude, but y'all are just mean. Like, mean. (laughs) 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 No, to be fair... It was 100% of the old people that walked in that store were evil. (laughs) So uh, I think if you guys like this segment, I'll tell a progressively crazier story every time. So I'm not going to start off with the craziest story. (laughs)
1: It's going to get better and better, so y'all better keep listening.
2: All right, so one time I was working and... I overhear the lady at the front register. uh, While she's ordering, I was making sandwiches. There was a different person on the register. And I hear the lady under her breath say, I'm not going to pay for my food until I see my food is done right. Which is a no-go. The line was almost out of the store at this point. It it was just not a great time. So I was like, "Mm, okay, this lady's kind of crazy. Listen to her order. Make it fine. I go through uh, and she's like, um, actually, can you start over? There's a little too much uh, mayonnaise on that. And I was like, okay, whatever, uh, not a big deal. I restart it, and she's like, actually, there's still way too much on that one too. And this whole time, she's standing at the register watching me do it. So it's not like she's out of the way. She's holding up the entire line and refuses to pay until her food is done, which is not not how any restaurant works. But <laughs> right. so I was like, um, okay. So I put mayo on her sandwich. She was like, oh, that's perfect. And I was like, okay. So I'll wipe this spatula clean. And I spread it from the bottom half of the bread to the top half. And she screams at me saying that it was too much at that point. And I didn't add more. I didn't add less. I just spread it across the entire sandwich. And she yeah. still refused to pay. And it got to the point where her husband was like, here you go. And just handed, her, handed the register like a $20 bill
1: imagine tipping because your wife's retarded no he didn't tip. he was paying so she would move out of the way
2: <laughs> then she gets to the end and she was like uh I could just see her like scream like you know how whenever women get mad they give you like that death glare oh yes I'm pretty sure that man has been poisoned by now cause he got the nastiest look I have ever seen anyone been given in my life
1: Dude, if I get that look, you know how fast I'm running out that store <laughs> Like, not I'm not uh, messing with that.
2: Yeah, because, like, the whole time she was, like, being mad at me, like, she was searching, like, fumbling through her purse because she couldn't find her card. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes right now. So, like, the whole time she, like, was, like, faking that she couldn't find her card just so she could sit stand there and harass me the entire time.
1: <laughs> you've had some real stinkers, and she does not take the cake. She'll take the, I mean, there's more that will take the cake. This was kind of short, so I guess I could say another story, huh? You want to?
2: Sure.
1: Y'all get yeah. a bonus.
2: Yeah. Yay. So for a uh, for back story on this one, this was also at the Odessa Jimmy John's. Just had the most colorful individuals there, man. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but there would be this lady and she would order catering every Thursday, I think. It was like a certain day out of the week. She would do it every week, but it wasn't like, I say every week, but I mean most weeks. Like, there would be a week or two where she would miss. And there, it was to the point where, like, she would get mad at us because it wasn't like small catering, it was pretty large. Mm-hmm. Where she would get mad at us for taking the same amount of time every time because she felt we should be getting faster since she knows that we, or since we should know that she always orders every week when she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so one day she decided that going in early. Uh, instead of calling the order and asking for it immediately done right then and there, that going in earlier and asking for it done later would get it done on time. Which is how things work, actually, you know. (laughs) You give Ressie's notice, they'll be prepared for it. So I was like, okay. Uh, I let her in, and I already knew she was going to order. So this was before the store opened. This was before store hours. And I was just going to let her just take her order and just make it when the store actually opened. And I told her this, I was like, I'm going to take your order, but I won't have another employee here for another hour or so, so I can't, I can't make your food yet. There's no bread made either. She's like, Mm -hmm. okay. So I take your order and you know, there's a Starbucks right next door for her to hang out in if she wanted. And so she sits in the dead quiet because I didn't turn on the music yet. Dark because I hadn't turned the lights on yet because I didn't want people thinking we're open. (laughs) Lobby. And she just sits there. And this lady had the nerve to walk up to me and said, are you going to at least offer me a free drink while I wait?
1: Oh, nah. Imagine going early and expecting free stuff. And we weren't even
2: open. I didn't have to let her in the store at all.
0: Did you give her a free drink?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Did you actually? I mean, I didn't... Well, I mean... I don't have a. I don't have a backbone.
1: <laughs> Good guy Rocha, Add it again.
2: Well, it's not that. I mean, I was a manager, and it's kind of expected that you know, no matter how rude the customer is, you still have to you know treat them nice.
1: Oh yes, the. the now that I don't work there, off. I can
2: do whatever the hell I want. When <laughs> you work.
0: Uh,
2: shh. <laughs> People gonna grab <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, those there's, there's story time Those are just a couple. Mind you, these are like the low, low level uh stories that I have. They get a lot wilder. I don't have. There was a time when uh I'm not going to tell you why or the full story, but uh, there's an old lady and a cane did end up flying across the restaurant at one point in time. Oh, what the heck! <laughs> but that's the story for another time. <laughs>
0: Thing. When I worked at uh, Dickies, we don't, I don't have very many stories about the customers, but I have a lot of stories about like things that I did or that my friends did. I have a really embarrassing story that involves a customer uh, catching me make fun of his son's artwork. <laughs> I don't. Know. I have a lot of stories. <laughs> Most of them are about like crazy customers, though. So look, I was lucky enough that have to do with crazy people
1: you heard it here first next week anthony's gonna share one of his crazy <laughs> dicky stories
2: <laughs> Maybe. and not the one that involves your mom oh yes i guess you got you got anything else to add to the end
1: i thought you were gonna do the outro
2: i am all right and on that note Thank you guys for listening. If you guys enjoyed, please continue to show your love and support for us. We really appreciate it. And if we keep uh, gaining followers like we have, we'll continue to do it. This is a lot of fun for us. Hopefully, it's very entertaining for you guys. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, make sure you tell your mom uh, uh, hi from all of us.